going to tell it like it was. This is the second episode of your second favorite podcast. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. What's your first favorite podcast? Podcast. Email in. I think it's a uh, Kevin Smith's podcast. Kevin Smith has a good podcast. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, he actually has six podcasts. That's, that's a real thing. It's it's who is six podcasts? Like, how do you have time in the See, week? See, the for thing that? is, if you have one RSS feed, you can have as many podcasts as you want. We have to have one RSS, uh, one podcast because we don't have any RSS feed. So it sort of works out that like there's like an algorithm there. It's probably like it's probably like super easy. It's like a half life formula. So naturally, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> anyway, this is the second episode. Uh, so I figured, hey, for the second episode, let's talk about uh, Leonard Cohen. There's no real reason to rhyme to that. I just kind of figured oh, it. Hallelujah. No, the thing is, the thing about Leonard Cohen is he actually died on November seventh, twenty sixteen. So we're a bit late for an anniversary special. Wait, November? Yeah, November seventh, twenty sixteen. Oh wow. He just died last year. So if you think about it, That's he's a bit late too. It's not just us. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> This is going to be good. So, uh, just to get a background here, were yeah. you actually like ever a fan of Leonard Cohen? I um, I was talking to this girl one time, and she was. So, naturally, it sort of rubbed off on me, you know what I mean? You, you get a bigger appreciation for someone when someone who's really attractive is also into it. Um, but, no, I uh, I know briefly about him. I know Hallelujah, because everyone knows Hallelujah. Everyone knows Hallelujah. But I only know Hallelujah because I really like the Watchmen soundtrack. <laughs> because uh, there's a chem- there's a My yeah. Chemical Romance cover of Desolation Row <laughs> on there, and I think that's real good. There's a really good uh, Bob Dylan song in that one. It's The Times yeah, They Are Changing. The Times They Are Changing. It's good. <laughs> Want to do an impression? I was going to do a song with I realized I forgot the words to that. Oh, yeah, it's just like, uh, the times they are changing. Times they are changing. Say something about the leaves in the in the grass blowing around, and it, it means it means that the government is coming to get you. And the government is coming to get you with a leaf on the ground. And you come See, when you do a Bob Dylan impression, it's like there's, like, talking about Half-Life, there's a very clear time of a period where you just start doing the impression to a point where you just get, like, uttering nonsense. Yeah. And then you just kind of stop becoming... I must be fucking the audio right I'm now. I'm just looking at those waveforms. Yeah. Uh, they're shuddering in fear. It's you know, probably because the mic's slightly closer to you are. I'm farther away now. We, we're going to do this podcast with two mics, uh, but then I <laughs> realize that I don't, need, I don't know anything about audio. I don't know why I'm doing this podcast. I should probably do something else like... Uh, oh, man. What else would I do? Listen to uh, Leonard Cohen? Listen to Leonard Cohen. Yeah. I'm his number two fan. Leonard Cohen is no, no one ever says the top ten list of their fans. You know, they're only like, uh, I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm the number one fan. Number one fan, but nobody ever thinks about number two. You know what I mean? Everyone's always looking out for number one. <laughs> anyway, so uh, something you might not know about Leonard Cohen, oh, really? if you're a fucking idiot, is uh, <laughs> he was actually born in Montreal. Really? Yeah, he's Canadian. Oh, actually? Yeah, he's actually a big deal. I had a book of great Canadians, and in it, there's all your favorite Canadians. You got your Lester B. Pearson, you got your Terry Fox, you got your Craig Kilberger, and there was uh, Leonard Cohen was there too. There was also Mike Myers and Jim Carrey. So <laughs> I mean, oh shit, Mike's Vaughn. No, he's 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 still in movies. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I would agree that he is falling. What's the last Mike Myers movie? Mike Myers movie you saw? <laughs> uh, Shrek Two. <laughs> I don't. I don't Do even know, know if that's true. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that he was the voice of Shrek. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know that makes sense. They picked him for his distinctive Scottish brogue, 
<laughs> do you know there's actually a thing where he, he had to redo all the lines in that movie because he decided he wanted to do a Scottish accent the whole time? Ugh. It's like a Marlon Brando move. <laughs> it is way funnier, though. Like, would Shrek yeah. be as funny if he, if, if he was like, get out of my swamp? Did you ever see um, Chris Farley's, like, he was going to be Shrek. Oh, originally. okay. I think I knew about this. Yeah, and it just, it, like, it doesn't he's not, it doesn't sound like Chris Farley doing a Shrek voice. It just sounds like Chris, Chris Farley. Farley. <laughs> so, like, it's very clear that Mike Myers just brought everything, like, made, like, Shrek the actual voice that, in that. That's just, so They brought weird. that all to the table. Otherwise, <laughs> I think they were expecting literally just to have Mike Myers talk like a normal Mike Myers. Do you think that <laughs> everyone else in that movie, like, it still blows my mind that John Lithgow is Farquaad. Man, I... I yeah, I know, right? I mean, the last time I saw it, I didn't know who John Lithgow was, so I wasn't surprised. But, like, looking back on it, like, it's so weird to think Is about. Is it because he didn't go any, oh! It's because he didn't. <laughs> Wait, what's the voice? He, sounds, he just kind of sounds like this. No, he does that weird sound effect. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know, it's like... It's like a Lithgow... I, I think you're thinking about Home Improvement. <laughs> you're totally you know, I totally, get, I totally get Tim Allen and uh, yeah. John Lithgow mixed up. Yeah, you can they, see my confusion, right? It's because both of them are really <laughs> strong Hollywood conservatives. Is John Lithgow conservative? I have no idea about John Lithgow. I know, t- I know Tim Allen is. He was really good in... Um, Tim Allen? Dexter. Yeah. Oh, Tim Allen was great in Dexter yeah, as, the, as the lead character. Dexter. Yeah, Dexter. Yeah. So good. He was also really good in Attack of the Clones as Dexter Jester. Dexter Jester, yeah. He, you know, they picked him for that part because he already had four arms going in. <laughs> so they looked at the lineup and they were like, you know what, I really want this, this uh, cafe owner, like this dive bar owner to be like a weird four-armed creature, and they just saw Tim Allen, and they were like, you, you are the one we want to play this part, you have the attitude, you have the, the arms, and they looked around, and the other people were just like, I think Adam Driver was there, that's actually what got him interested in Star Wars in the first place, was because he was like, man, I missed out my chance to be Dexter Jetster, um, but yeah, so... Tim Allen got that part. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's actually really funny because in most movies he only has two arms, but that's just like camera tricks, right? It's just camera tricks. What he <laughs> yeah. does is he just... Like in the Santa Claus or Santa Claus 2 or Santa Claus 3. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all just camera tricks. It's just camera tricks. He's actually not that fat IRL. They just put uh, stuffing under him. Stuffing under him. And what he does actually when he wants to get his hands together is he... It's not so much... Cam- it's, it's camera tricks, yeah, but what he does is he holds hands with himself on each of his hands, so he just has two massive muscular arms. Like, it just looks like he has massive... And the only <laughs> problem is that you have, like, either ten fingers on each... Hold up. Yeah, ten f- fingers on each, uh, deep, like, massive hand, or you uh, have one giant finger because you're, they're collapsed together. <laughs> so your fists are super-powered. Like, you get super-powered punches. So you can just, like, do a flip and slam on the ground... And the ground will just explode due to the force of your punch. I think there was a Ben 10 character who had like eight arms. Wasn't yeah, that? and what he did was he put them all together to hide the... So nobody would knew. I, know I that he actually had. literally know nothing else about Ben 10, but I think there was one alien that had ten arms. There was probably... Uh, ten, ten arms. I just increased it okay, by yeah. like five. Uh, <laughs> forearms? Forearms. Forearms. You know, uh, they called me forearms in high school because my arms wore glasses so they could see better. I was bullied a lot in high school. That's not tr- true. That's not true at all. You bullied a lot of people in I high school. I bullied a lot of people in high school. With my four arms. Yeah. Funny fa- fun fact, he's actually like a professional golfer, so his arms are so good at like uh, hitting things, you'd always just yeah. pull four arms. Every time I went for some nerd's, yeah. nerd's jaw with a swift punch, yeah. I'd yell four, <laughs> and then uh, they'd just go flying because yeah. of the force. Yeah. 
Uh, you only hit him three times though, because you couldn't count to four. Because <laughs> you're a big dumb that. jock. Yeah, my muscle, my brains were all in my arms, arms. forearms specifically. For specifically forearms. So you know, most people it had like the Popeye effect going on there. <laughs> exactly. Like it was just there. Were, I didn't have any other internal organs because they were all just pushed into my arms to make them just massive, and it looked like I was overdosing on creatine. Did you eat a lot of spinach growing up? No. Yeah, I did. I See, did. Popeye. I did. Any more cabbage. Yeah. No, it's weird about um, Popeye's that, like, you know, it's all about, you know, eating spinach and stuff. But, like, if you looked at Popeye, he's fucking, like, weird. He looks like a, like a weird-ass, just, like, deformed, like, mutant. Nothing yeah. makes you want to eat cabbage. At, not cabbage. What did he eat? Spinach. spinach. <laughs> I ate cabbage. You ate cabbage. Okay. Yeah. Good for you, man. Well, the, th- the cool thing was, is I was a massive fan of Monsters, Inc. growing up. Mm. So, what happens when you take, like, red cabbage and you boil it, is it turns turquoise, right? It turns out, like, nice color this I'm, is true i'm not making this up really yeah this is true i've never boiled cabbage i guess so okay well i don't know if you boil it but there's something you can do there where you cook it and then mm. it just turns like turquoise and my mom would call that like sully food or something like that because it was like the same hue as sully oh. from monsters inc so i would just eat that and uh, that's how i ate my vegetables i don't know why it was better to me that my vegetables were the same color as an anthropomorphic character <laughs> like it's not better that it, t- it looks like ice cream or something like that it's better that it looks like a character that's kind of weird if you think about it. It's like having, it's like if you eat hot dogs because they're tasty versus you eat hot dogs because they're flesh colored. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. You never understood either. Do you remember like the ketchup that was like purple or like oh, green? Oh yeah, I don't remember, but I, I remember it being a meme. Like I remember seeing it around and people being like, "Oh, that's a terrible idea." But I was like, "Who's I? I've never seen this." My mom had to force me to eat that one time. Why would she force you to eat that? If my my mom forced she bought, me to not eat that, because she bought this like I think it was purple ketchup or something really weird. It was like, oh. and she bought it like because he thought it'd be cool. I'm like, I'm not eating that. Like as a kid, I was a picky eater as a kid, so yeah. I don't know what made them think I would eat like a purple ketchup. And I said, no, oh, it tastes just like normal ketchup. I'm like, I don't, I don't believe you. And like they like they took a they made me they force fed me a fry with a with a gross ass color ketchup on it. They're actually uh, they're they're in jail now because of that. I uh, called service, child services on them. Did you sue them for yeah. their, the fortune that they were keeping from you? Because mm-hmm. you were actually the star of all those commercials yeah. as a kid. So they had your fortune commercial fortune. Mm-hmm. They had your, your commercial fortune. Um, <laughs> they had the fortune that you got from being in all those commercials. The advertising fortune. Man. Um, and then you sued your parents for them. It's a real good fortune telling there, Craig. Thanks. Uh, if you look at... <laughs> if you break me in half, you can take out the future from my... Severed corpse. Can I see the tea leaves you're drinking there? Uh, yeah. Oh wow, you're uh, you're a big idiot. So tea leaves say. Oh no, is it a picture of my big dumb face? Yeah. Yeah. And it just goes. Dory. Oh man, it's sound effects. Yeah. It's got all those. You know how like uh, books you don't expect them to say anything, but sometimes they have those books, and they have like a like a bar on the side with all the buttons, and you push the buttons when you get to a certain part of the mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, we're, we're at the point where the opening, the opening the door to the barn, and I don't have any imagination, so I have to pretend that this is happening. In real life, so that you'd push the button and the, the barn would go creak. Yeah, those are like hell condescending to kids. Isn't yeah, it? seriously. <laughs> um, you know, they worried about how. What does the cow say again? Moo? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, think about it though. Like, you you know that a cow says. You know what's weird about cows, right? So you think that, oh, a cow says moo. That's yeah. just like whatever. Yeah. But moo is like super accurate to what a cow actually sounds I know. like. <laughs> or like meow. Or rough, like most animal sounds are super <laughs> accurate. <laughs> kind of like that sort of thing yeah. with a dog. And it, like you, like the close approximation, I guess, is that it's then, like, super you get, like, accurate. Yeah, no. Woof, woof, woof. Arf, 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 arf. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Super weird, right? 
this has been a just a <laughs> podcast you're doing a bunch of onomatopoeias now so that's yeah this is a you know <laughs> people come here to learn about language arts because at home they're not getting the language arts training that they wanted. Wonder why? Because because uh, the iPads, no one's got those books it's anymore. That has the uh, that have the sound effects in them. Now they're just uh, they're just watching YouTube videos. More like anti-social media. <laughs> Am I right? You know, in my family, it was actually uncle social media because all of my aunts died from the plague. Oh, <laughs> so, that took me a second actually. Yeah. Feel bad. No, I don't feel bad, man. Did you have anything else to talk about? Oh, I had so much on. The okay, let's go dude. back to. Uh, all right, so. I sort of did like a, hey, let's talk about this chronologically. I know that for the 1812 episode, some people may have been overcome with the amount of knowledge that we were giving. So I, f- I figured we, sh- we should break down all the facts into mm-hmm. bite-sized bits that we can sort of spread out, comment on, mm-hmm. like like a podcast. Wow, that's a good like idea, an informational podcast. We should do a podcast. We should do a podcast. Right, we have so much knowledge. So look, here's the thing. People think about Leonard Cohen as more of a singer-songwriter sort yeah. of deal. You think about he- Leonard Cohen, you think about Hallelujah, right? Yeah, of course. Now, here's the thing. He was... Before he all of that stuff, he started mm-hmm. as more of like a student poet and novelist. Mm-hmm. So he basically didn't even touch an instrument for a very long time. Yeah, and like that, you say that, but I can kind of see that. You know, his, yeah. his songwriting is very much spoken word. Almost. It's super poetic, super spoken word. Mm-hmm. It's like it's really like Tom Waitsy. Oh, that's. Are you, you thinking about Tom I've, Waitsy? I was thinking about Tom Waitsy because I was listening to him yeah. a bit before the podcast. Okay, to, yeah. uh, not Tom Waitsy. I was listening to Leonard Cohen. Yeah, and I'm like. I know I didn't listen to a lot of Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. I just I just I don't know. It was just I didn't ever do that. But I, I did listen to a bit of Tom Waits because I mm-hmm. think my nope. I think I was gonna say my mom liked him, but I remember her specifically saying she hated him. So uh, that's not true. I think my dad didn't mind him. <laughs> that's he's like super. I his recording stuff is. I'm still not at the place where I can really get into it that much. Yeah. But I like. I've seen his live show. He does a great Austin City Limits show. Okay. And it's super theatrical, super spectacular. Really. Like it's basically the set is like this super foggy, um, like gas station. Like oh, there's okay. a gas station, and the way he narrates his songs, he's really focused on sort of characters and creating these like really dingy places. So he's basically telling the story about these two. His first song in this set yeah, is he's okay. telling the story about these two people who are sort of like uh, at like a dive. He's there. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to pick up the server. Yeah. And eventually she she like realizes that both of them want to get out of there. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of so sort of stuff like that. And just the way he's telling it in this like super, super like uh, a Louisiana thing. Like just you, you just really get into the feel of like, oh, New Orleans, like this real like New Orleans mm. feel. It's it's super cool. And like I feel like Leonard Cohen definitely captures that. I I would agree with that. Like he definitely yeah. has a very like that kind of sort of story. Yeah. Like from the songs I listen to him, it definitely has a very um n- narrative kind of focus. Maybe not narrative yeah, per really. se, but definitely like more of a, a cohesive sort of like point to what he's trying yeah, to say. Yeah, definitely focus on the lyrics. Yeah. And where someone like Bob Dylan is very focused on making yeah. the words yeah. Hey, I'm Bob Dylan. Hey, I'm Bob Dylan. I want to hear my Bob Dylan impression. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Bob Dylan. Uh, so basically, you know, Bob Dylan is very focused on, um, you know, making the words sort of all fit into this mm-hmm. thing and making the words themselves sound good. Whereas Tom Waits and Leonard Cohen are very focused on meaning mm-hmm. and being able to tell a story yeah. rather than, you know, I mean, you get Bob Dylan making up things like juiced in it and used to it and stuff like that. <laughs> There's it very obviously he's focused on, you know. So you're saying uh, Bob Dylan is pretty much just Dr. Seuss. Bob Dylan is like Dr. <laughs> Seuss uh, for like really disillusioned adults who hate the government. <laughs> but you know, don't actually don't actually ha- stand for anything. They just, just Yeah, they just, they just pretend they do. <laughs> they like the idea of anarchy, but every time they try to think about what that would actually entail, they're just like 
No, I'm just gonna go back to my blue collar job and like. Man, the more I think about Bob Dylan, the more I think he's just a poor man's Donovan. So I I didn't know that Leonard Cohen was Canadian though. So he, he grew up Canadian. he grew up in Canada. Grew up in Canada. Grew up in Montreal. I believe he's like always or often been in Canada, like primarily. Okay. I'd say yeah. I'm, I'm honestly I don't know why yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he he no he's he's actually like super into ingrained in like Montreal culture if you look at it like he, he would always eat at this place called the Main Deli Steakhouse oh cool and this is crazy Main Deli Steakhouse sounds like just a place right yeah it does it has a Wikipedia page what it has a Wikipedia page with, with its own history it what? even has a bitter rival it's <laughs> awesome this is true it has the, the place right across where it was called Schwartz's Montreal Hebrew Delicatessen he what Schwartz's Montreal Hebrew Delicatessen, which just sounds so... Like, there's a very particular audience. Delicatessen? Delicatessen is an actual word. Um, it's That's what deli's short for. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, I'm learning so much today. Yeah, right? Crazy. Now, here's the thing, okay? Yeah. So, all of this is leading me to assume that Leonard Cohen is just like a really lame pretentious college kid who just hit hit, hit the <laughs> luck you know what i mean because like think about it right yeah. now we eat at a place that has a wikipedia page and a bitter across the street rival oh yeah mcdonald's <laughs> right right across from mucho burrito okay so you know we uh. and we uh <laughs> some of us write shitty poetry mm-hmm. if i go famous from it I would probably turn it into songwriting eventually because there's only so far you can go yeah. reading things to losers and like... Some pretty good poems turn into songs. Puff the Magic Dragon. Puff the Magic Dragon. I can't think of another song. I'm going to say In Flanders Fields, but I don't know if that was ever a song. It's definitely a poem, but you saw half of there. 100% was a poem. Uh, Living on a Prayer? Living on a Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Whoa, oh, we're halfway there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, Living this would be, uh, on a prayer. This would be a really good set to music. <laughs> but the thing is, though, um, now, basically at this point, Loco, as his friends call him. Loco? Okay, Loco. I'm, I'm just going to let that pass, okay? Uh, he's virtually <laughs> indistinguishable for any college kid, right? Yeah. Eats food. Goes to raucous bars. Yep. Writes shitty poetry. Yep. Until mm-hmm. Songs of Leonard Cohen, released in 1967. Mm-hmm. First album, first music album. He's like Good name super for an album, old. Right? Great name for an album because it's sort of like if E.T. was called a movie by Steven Spielberg. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of, <laughs> it's everything is, it's just right on the cover. Maybe you know what I mean? Straight to the point. And it's not about anything. Like it, if you hear the song, the, the title Songs of Leonard Cohen, mm-hmm. you're not like, oh, this is going to be, like if you if you hear the title, like. Um, First off, it's, it's, it's a presumptuous thing to assume that you know who Leonard Cohen is to start off with. So yes. What, what part first of, album. like. So what part of that is making you go. Oh, he made an album? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is, it's, he's very, he, he would have had to be looking into the future, like, yeah. knowing that he's going to be famous and people be listening to his second album and be like, oh, I wonder if there's any more of this, but they wouldn't know what the album's called, so they look at the title and, oh, songs is in the title, so it's an album. Leonard Cohen is in the title, so it's Leonard Cohen's album. But then again, they could be confused and think it's the same album that they just listened to, because that <laughs> one's also an album with songs by Leonard Cohen. Oh, yeah, just like the, the Japanese uh, like the Japanese reissue, mm-hmm. and it brought back to, yeah. you know, the import and whatever. Yeah, so that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Now, he has another album. Mm-hmm. It's called Death of a Ladies' Man. Death of a Ladies' Man. Death of a Ladies' Man. Pretty cool. It's, it's, a, it's a good title. Now, it was co-written and produced by this guy named Phil Spector. I don't Phil know if you know... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about okay, him sorry. a bit if you don't know who he is. But he's Phil Spector is known for creating the production technique known as Wall of Sound. 
Oh, that was which him? Is, yeah, so that's oh, Phil Spector. he did sound familiar. Yeah, so yeah. he sort of, you know, really changed how everything was mixed and mastered. Mm-hmm. And people still use that technique today. Yeah. But the thing is that he basically went crazy and, like, killed someone or something. You know what I mean? So This this might have been why I also heard about yeah, it. Yeah, right? Super yeah. off the wall. Like, can you imagine something like that? Like, a, a crazy person who later goes gets violent working with a bunch of musicians? Like, if you think about it, that's... It's unheard of, really. No, but think it's, about it. it's, it's super hard to think about. Because, I mean, something like that would just be so out of out of the blue, so fictional. It'd be like if someone like Charles Manson hung out with the Beatles or the Beach Boys. Or, you know, someone like that. Maybe both of those people. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be real weird, right? I, I don't believe you hung out with the Beatles, but I can believe the Beach Boys. <laughs> Definitely. I don't think the Beatles hung out with anybody except each other's wives. You know what I mean? Um, bunch of in people from India, they did yeah. that. Um, That's true. Yeah, they, yeah. All, they all did that. All did a bunch of drugs in India. Oh, so many drugs! Came out with their uh, worst album. Which one? Oh, I'm just kidding. I don't know. That was actually um, <laughs> Sergeant Pepper. Their worst album. Nobody likes that album. Nobody. Objectively, the worst album. Beatles for sale. But but least but significant Sergeant album. Pepper. Least significant no. of all. Of more like Sergeant. More like. Uh, uh, Sergeant, get better. <laughs> I wish they did get better all the time. All the time, I wish the Beatles released better albums, but they just... Didn't fix a hole in my didn't heart. Didn't fix a hole in my heart. You know, this, yeah, it's about as valuable as a glass onion. Uh, I'm pretty sure glass onion was a white album. Yeah. <laughs> so is Obladia. Oh, sorry. I don't know why all the all the Beatles songs I can remember right now are from, uh, White, from White Album. You know, uh, Sergeant Pepper really once made a drive my co- makes me want to drive my car <laughs> right away from the yeah. Whenever I'm uh, going on a drive in my car, just do it on the road. Doing it, yeah, I just uh, yeah. That's a really racy song if you think about it, though. There's yeah. this, it's a song where they just there was a Beatles just had a song where they said we'll just have sex in the middle of the road. You know what every Beatles song has is these really cryptic sexual innuendos see what you might not know is that every time they say the or my they're actually saying uh, i really really want to give you kind of lingus ah this is 100 percent true. you can look it up it's on rapgenius.com <laughs> i would not lie to you about the beatles speaking of charles manson you know um helter skelter helter skelter that was a good song yeah yeah it was all about murdering people right? all about racism apparently yeah you know, according to some people. According to one person. Yeah. Some people, I guess. Yeah. I don't really want to get into Charles Manson. I have so much to say about it. <laughs> that, uh, that's a whole other episode? It's a whole other episode. We'll <laughs> okay. talk about Charles Manson in a hundred years when it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, yeah. Not okay to be racist, but like okay to talk about Charles Manson. So like a hundred years is the limit to talk about racist people? Yeah. Yeah, so. you're not allowed to talk about it before that or you're racist. Mm. It's like a disease. It's like, you know how bacteria can last a certain amount of time without... Mm-hmm. That's what racism is. <laughs> racism is a bacteria. So if you try and talk about it before its time is up, then you get it. You catch the racism. That's why all of these, like, really racist people die. Like, that's why old people are racist. Mm. It's because they're about to die. Like, they're about to die from racism. <laughs> people say you die from natural causes. That's fucking bullshit. You die from racism. Mm. This is true. You can mm. look it up. You can ask any doctor. And then if, you, if you're not racist, you just die from virtue signaling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you catch... Uh, you know, people, people always get worried about catching STDs. STDs, what you really need to get worried about is uh, catching SJW. <laughs> that shit's lethal. Yeah, it's the real silent killer. 
Sorry. <laughs> but no, I was, you know, I'm reminded about uh, thinking back to our good friend, Meat Loco. Um, so, so you know, Beatles. Beatles were pretty racy. So, do you think? Sorry, but do you think? He, do you think he said, "My name's Loco now"? Like, yeah. Do you think he, he like he was the first one to talk about that, or do you think it just happened? You know how, um, like whenever someone has like a big change in their life, like mm-hmm. um, I forget their name before, but you know, um, Sonny Bono and Cher's uh, son Chaz Bono. Wait, that's his name. Yeah. See what's what's goofy is it, look here's the thing okay if you're trans right mm-hmm. and you 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 transition mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can choose any name in the world yeah. all right <laughs> why would you choose Chaz <laughs> you know what I mean I guess I guess before uh, his dead name's Chastity right yeah I think I could I'm probably totally wrong mm. but so Chastity to Chaz is like acceptable but like you could go like. I don't know anything besides Chaz. That's not the worst thing. Like Tom Hanks' son, um, yeah. his rap name is Chet Hayes, so, so it could always be worse. Chet. I know, right? Is that <sighs> man? That's I, short for Chester. I know, but still, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Just first, be Chester. Off, don't don't first off, don't name your kid Chester. It's a bad name. Look, if Chester's good enough for Chester Bennington, can you imagine if Chester Bennington's name was Chet Bennington? Lincoln Park would never have gotten famous. Think about it. It's just it wouldn't have happened. All right. <laughs> but the thing is, all right. Okay. So the thing is that um, what's he gonna say? Yeah. So Leonard Cohen ended up on like Time Magazine or People Magazine with like a like a centerfold shot. He's looking all seductive. Like re- like yeah, in the past, like recently. No, like when he came out as Loco. Uh- <laughs> and he said, uh, like the cover story was just, "I'm Loco now" in Comic Sans. <laughs> On Time Magazine. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. It was so good. If you look at the pictures, you can actually see um, just there were some pictures that they didn't use, some of the mm-hmm. centerfolds that they didn't use. And it's it's him completely nude, crossing his legs, uh, lying seductively on like a leather vest. Like there's no, there's no couch. There's just a leather vest splayed on the ground. And it's like, I'm loco now. <laughs> Does he have like an acoustic guitar covering him up or no? Just uh, no, nothing. Just his legs? It's his own legs covering uh, him up, and he's good. very unshaven, <laughs> in some parts. Well, okay, when was this? Like the seventies? Well, no. okay. Yes. No. Eighty mm, seventies. It was like right before Hallelujah. Okay. Well, that would be like the eighties. So like, yeah, early eighties. Okay. Any anytime before the nineties, that was when it was appropriate to be just like a like a man bear underneath everything. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, but here's the thing. All right, he wasn't unshaven everywhere. Just in the places where it was more uncomfortably noticeable that he was shaven, in the places where he was shaven. All right. Uh, try not to think about that too much, because it'll just you'll be up nights. Anyway, so Beatles, they they had lots of you know. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do it in the road? Stuff like that. A lot of their stuff was sexually charged. Mm-hmm. Same with Leonard Cohen. Leonard yep. Cohen wrote a lot about sort of just stuff that he was going through, stuff yep. that he was feeling. So naturally, a lot of his stuff was like very, maybe not overtly sexual, but there was definitely a sexual drive to his writing. Like yeah. he was writing. Um, now, this is kind of funny because his big single, Hallelujah, actually released uh, 1984 on his album, Various Positions. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is um, interesting. Yeah. Well, the thing was that there was so much stark contrast. Because the big single Hallelujah, right? It's just on the track list next to all these other tracks named things like Dynamo Sundress, Boston Crab, Passion Propeller, Guava Rain Dance, Reverse Cowgirl, and Missionary. 
you know? Like, there's just a very clear contrast between Hallelujah, and I think that sort of contrast between sort of the carnal and the, the pure comes through mm. on the lyrics to the song, right? No one ever mentions Reverse Cowgirl. You know what I mean? That's my favorite part of his discography. Reverse Cowgirl is not one of the better Leonard Cohen songs, but it's definitely one of the most unsung. Because mm, no one sings it. Nobody sings it. They just can't. Every time they try, they blush. And then they have to go backstage until the blush comes off. It's it's like just one of those traditions. It's like you never say Macbeth in the, in the theater. Mm. You also never, ever sing Reverse Cowgirl by Leonard Cohen. <laughs> it's just not something you do. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's that, that, basically. That's that. Um, now, I just sort of decided to go over some of his more noticeable albums. So Songs of Leonard Cohen, yep. Various Positions, mm-hmm. Death of Ladies Man. No. Big discography, though. Huge discography. So many discography. So many discographies. Too many discographies. Can't Too even many. Hold, can't, can't even hold, hold all these discographies. <laughs> there's vinyl. There's CD. There's tape. I only. Ha- I don't even have a tape. I do have a tape player, but I, I don't have two tape players. You know, and some of them come with two tapes of each, and it's like slow down. Did Poison make a song called Poison? They must have. Was it Def Leppard that has a song called Poison? Def Leppard definitely had a song called Poison. Okay. Well, Def Leppard didn't. There was. Did, I had a cassette. Um, I didn't have a cassette. It was my mom's cassette. Oh yeah. Um, where it was a single. Of Poison by Def Leppard. And so, on the other side, Poison by Def Leppard. So if you're like, I'm going to play some uh, Def Leppard, some Poison, yeah. play it, rocking out to some Poison. Like, man, you know what I could go for? Some more Poison. Take it out. Put it back in. Turn it around, put it back in. More Poison. Here's a, okay, what, okay, here's my question about that, though. So you know how tapes have like a particular amount of time mm-hmm. on the tape? Like, there's. Yep. So was there just a million minutes of empty space at the end of it? So, like, you'd have to rewind it or fast-forward nope. it to the end? That was the beauty of it. There was, like, no empty space. That's great. So you just pop it in, pop it out. Well, it was great, except for the po- fact that it was it was poisoned by Def Leppard. That oh. was kind of, that kind of soured the yeah, experience. Yeah, if, if but... you didn't like it, if it was your least favorite Def Leppard song, it would probably be super bad. <laughs> you'd have to, I don't know. Man, tapes are like... Can you say that again, though? I had a tape single of Poison by Def Leppard. And on the uh, on, on, tra- on the side B, Poison by Def Leppard. Oh, man. What a weird time. That was a, a strange time That's in history, wasn't it? such a weird sentence. Poison by Def Leppard on a, on a tape single. Yep. And, uh, wow. That's weird. So notable. <laughs> anyway, speaking of notable, uh, there's a notable album by yeah. Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. I just sort of went through all of them. You know? yeah, yeah. And now, this this isn't really, it's not a, it's called, so, uh, I think, I believe he called a lot of his things songs of this, or like, book of that, because, you know, people people might get confused with Sorry, a, I yawned. Uh, it's not your fault, this is just very boring. <laughs> I was getting to a good punchline. Sorry, start it over again. <laughs> so, the thing is, so, Leonard Cohen, you know, he named his things that he released because he was still mm-hmm. putting up books at this time. Yep. You know? So he named things Book of This, Songs mm-hmm. of That. Yep. So nobody got confused, mm-hmm. you know, and was like, oh, why, did, why can't this Why can't this stack of paper go in my CD player? It's just not working out, right? <laughs> oh, it's a book. <laughs> yes, exactly. So now one of his most significant things, because for a while he was just releasing, you know, books, right? Yep. Just words on a page. Yep. Now, not this, a CD. Not on a CD. No words on CD is not allowed. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, Nuh-uh. just music. Mm-hmm. No music on books either, unless you're like John Mayer or have like synesthesia. You know what I mean? Or Tolkien. Or Tolkien. <laughs> yeah, uh, so many songs in those books. Oh, can't even, can't even do that. So now, Book of Longing uh, was published in two thousand six. Now this mm-hmm. was different because it had both poetry, 
and drawings. Ooh. So the problem was that, that at this point he's really trying to compete with the Dr. Seuss market. Triple threat. Triple, yeah, triple threat. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, triple threat for most people is like you go and you can dance, you can sing, and you can yeah. uh, ice skate? Uh, What's the third thing? Uh, act? act? How do you... How do you... Sing, act... How do you do that in a competition? I don't know. Though? What was the third one? Sing, act. Dance, sing, and act. Is that a triple threat, though? Okay. Uh, wasn't there a game show called Triple Threat? <laughs> Okay, well, J- Justin Timberlake is a triple threat. But okay. okay, dancing and acting. So you can, can, you, can you dance? Are you kidding? Have you seen Dick in a Box? Oh, yeah, I've seen Dick in a Box. Yeah, yeah. He's a good dancer. Uh, using... Single ladies. Single... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a funny uh, video. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> so, anyway, at this point, he's just fucking Dr. Seuss. Uh, he's not fucking Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss was dead by this point. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> And thank God, otherwise he would have to see the uh, Grinch movie. Oh, yeah, that was man. That was Christmas is not a good time. A lot of people say it is, but there's so much Christmas. I thought it was until I saw the Grinch. Then I realized there's no God, and then uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, well, okay, well, if there's no God, there's no Christmas. So, uh, so you know, Merry yeah, Christmas. You know, you, did you just take the Christ out of Christmas? Yep. Now it's just mass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I took the Christ out of Christmas and gained twenty pounds. <laughs> So, his final album... In, in a way, that is the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just gaining so much weight for, like, days. You you, you go down the scale after Christmas, and yeah. you're like, I can't read it because my stomach has just yeah. expanded. It's a bunch of food followed by crippling depression. It's a real happy time, isn't Sometimes it? Sometimes it even happens and vice versa. So you get the crippling depression in advance, and then you get all the food, and then at the end of it, you're left unable to move and cripplingly depressed. Wow. Well. How, so, how uh, I was gonna say ironic, but that's that's very appropriate. Yeah, it's actually the opposite of yeah. ironic, uh, which is uh, unironic. <laughs> if you think about it, now let's get to the sad part, okay? Okay. I'm so right Leonard on. Cohen's final album yeah. was called "You Want It Darker," which I think basically was released in 2016. Mm-hmm. I believe posthumously. Oh, okay. But I can't remember. Okay. Uh, but I. I don't know this, but I do know it because I'm an expert on Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know it, but I do know it, but I'm not going to tell you because uh, she lives in Canada. So <laughs> here's the here's the thing though. It was a it was a concept album. Mm-hmm. You Want It Darker was a concept album about Leonard Cohen's complex relationship with having black men sleep with his wife, <laughs> with getting cucked by African Americans. Was it was he for or against this? He was. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's complex. Oh, it's like, oh it's, okay, so I see. It's, like I said, it's a constant tone. So at the start, he's like, oh, this is... Mm, you didn't tell me about this, Luann. But at the end, he's like... Hmm. Hmm. I'm okay with a bit of dark meat myself. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I mean, by that point... More like Leonard Cucken. Yeah, more like Leonard Cucken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at that point, it was too late anyway, because the only dark thing that he was getting was the sweet cold embrace of the abyss see I was wondering if you're gonna go there and I'm like there's no way he's gonna just uh <laughs> just say that but I'm like okay no yeah. he, he went there purgatory is a very dark place so I just figured you know why stray away from that especially if we can get a good like metaphor going <laughs> you know like maybe you like you want it darker as obviously it mm-hmm. can work well yeah so keep in mind that he had 14 albums what the hell really 14 albums that's, total that's whack yo. you think that's whack Oh, wait. But David Bowie had 25, and That's... he died first. So he's better. <laughs> and he lived, I think he was, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Leonard Cohen was like 70. 
60? Mm-hmm. He died from the cancer. Okay. David Bowie died from the cancer, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, whose album was better? <laughs> <laughs> I know my answer, but I'm not saying it on air. Because I'll get angry emails uh, yeah. from... <laughs> from Leonard Cohen. <laughs> Leonard Cohen. Fans. From the grave. From the grave. What the fuck, man? He'll just be sending me a bunch of, like, uh, like you know an Exorcist? I've never seen Exorcist, but I'm just assuming that someone gets sc- sent scary emails from a ghost. Mm-hmm. An Exorcist? Yeah. From Leonard Cohen's ghost? Yep. No, he actually was the Exorcist in that movie. Oh, so he... And the ghost. And it was the like ghost. a Mike Myers, <laughs> Myers yeah. approach. So he, there was, like, a very, very complex sequence at the end where he, as both the priest and the ghost, uh, kept being brought between... Uh, these very different poles of possession and yeah. and cleansing. Yeah. So he kept there was a the very comedic sequence where he kept hitting himself in the head. Yeah. And he, he would say as he was doing it, he would say, "Stop hitting yourself! Stop hitting yourself!" And I was like, "This is what I want from a ghost movie." Yeah. See, and then like the really fat guy came in. There was also played by Leonard Cohen, and it was really whack. Yeah. He kept like getting my belly. What? Yeah. There was the really gross, disgusting character that no one liked, where he ate his own skin. Uh, that was gross. See, I've never seen The Exorcist. This is all. So, these wait. are from Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> was there a stop hitting yourself joke in Austin Powers? There should have been. Okay, because that's what I was wondering about. I was like, I was like, why are you bringing this up now? Like, is there something that I've missed? No, because I've never seen Exorcist. Have you seen Austin Powers? Uh, no, I've never seen that either. Earlier, so I. I, oh, I was like the same movie anyway, so it's okay, fine. Yeah, I kind of figured that they're yeah. both the same. Yeah. Uh, is there? The spy of Shag means really just like Exorcist 3 if you think about it. See, the spy was dead the whole time. It's a real, uh. Real Sixth Sense move there. Shagged is a, shagged is a metaphor for haunted. And me is a metaphor for. Not metaphor. Not a metaphor. That's not the right word, is it? You know what's weird about the Exorcist movies? Okay, so the first one is like, you know, there's a ghost. Ooh, not a ghost. There's like a demon possessing this girl. Hmm. Takes the demon out of there. Boom, done. You think it may or may not be the devil. Second one, they bring back, it's like 10 years later, like IRL, 10 years later, they made a second movie. And like, or maybe, what was this the third one? Doesn't matter. One of the movies, they brought back the actress to play the little girl, but she's like 18 now. And so she's really hot. I'm like, this is weird. I'm not enjoying this at all because it's like, it's really sexualized. And I'm like, what the? Oh. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, at least she's 18, so it's okay. I guess so, but it's like at the same time, the last movie, you were like. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you know what's weird about that too is that there's like a very clear jump where people are suddenly okay with talking about people in a sexual way as you, soon as they've hit 18 it's like the, the Harry Potter like Hermione, Hermione like, yeah sort of like thing. every single Harry, Harry Potter movie I'm, I'm watching I'm like is she old enough to be hot yet like am I is this okay and it's weird too because you grow up watching it so you're like um you're like is this you know is you think you're okay it's okay if you think kids are hot when you're a kid yeah no I get you but when you're 15 yep and they're 16 and then you come back and you watch the same thing and you're 18 and they're 16 mm-hmm. is that like it's not is it okay at that point yeah. is it not okay at like that when point? I was a kid and I watched Kick-Ass she was like a year younger than me yeah uh, Chloe whatever Chloe Grace Moritz yeah so I'm like so it's appropriate that I find her attractive but if yeah. I watch Kick-Ass now not okay obviously not, obviously not okay not okay and a lot of people actually have like a very intense like attraction to Chloe Grace Moretz which is super weird to me like that's really off-putting she's to like me. 20 though yeah, but no, I mean, yeah. like, in Kick-Ass. Yeah, oh, I know, Like, right? oh, Hit Girl's so hot? More like Hot Girl. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like, weird. whoa, more like the second restraining one? order. Yeah? Yeah, and there was... Did you see the second one? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, there was some, like... They, they I really, think I saw that one first. Okay. But yeah, they were, like, really... They kind of went there, didn't they? Like, they went... Like, they totally did. Yeah, and that's And weird. it was, like, almost... And she was, like, okay. 17 at the time. Yeah, we watched them as a family. 
Oh. Um, not a- you. <laughs> my family. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't have a family. Thanks for bringing that oh, up Oh, sorry, man. Yeah. Hey, it's not my fault. <laughs> no one loves you. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say it's not my fault, uh, but I couldn't think of any creative way all of your family would die. Like, I, and it's not my fault the ship sank or something like that, but I, I couldn't think of, think of, I couldn't, uh, think of a way to make it all, you know, just absurdist and, and funny. I, I, I just... Maybe you should have gone to the baboon area of that place. Oh. <laughs> like, can you imagine if your family got killed by a bunch of baboons? You'd never be able to... See, normally baboons are so funny. Like, their bare asses are hanging out all the time. But if they killed your family, all you would see in that bare ass is rage. Don't baboons, like, immediately go for the nuts when they're attacking people? Yo, baboons are actually super messed up. Like, yeah, they're fucked. Most animals are... And it's weird to say that because humans make no sense. <laughs> like, think about this, alright? People are like, oh man, chimpanzees are so weird, they use sticks to eat ants. And we, like, made a box that makes us race each other on TV. <laughs> like, just... What? <laughs> but, like, And it's like, first off, humans are like... The biggest, like, weirdest, like, happenstance. Because, like, we don't have... Yeah. Like, you know a dog? They don't have to wear any clothes. You know what I mean? We have to wear clothes. Because we're so shit at keeping warm that we have to put things on top of our own bodies to yeah. keep warm. Apes don't have to do that stuff. But it's weird because even in places where it is warm enough to not have to worry about wearing clothes, still people still wear clothes. It's Why probably because our genitals are super weird. Like, think about this, okay? They're super weird. Make no sense. Okay, here's the thing, alright? I, I have so many rants about this, because it's just such a weird thing to me that I just... It boggles my mind, okay? But look, here's the thing, okay? Okay. So, now, you know what's weird, right? When we go in a hot tub, as men, when we go in a hot tub and stay, there, hot, stay in a hot tub for, like, three hours, yep. right? Our, our balls go up inside us, right? Now, here's the thing. The reason they're outside of us is because they stay... They're too hot inside, so yeah. they go outside. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like if you get hot, you go outside. Sure. I don't know if you ever, or you turn the air conditioning on. Yeah. Why doesn't the body just turn the air conditioning on instead of having the balls okay, go outside? Yeah. Because the balls are so sensitive. Where would they be safe? Inside you. But they're not. They're outside of you. Which means that there's something wrong with them. You know what I mean? Like, if they can't, if they can't protect themselves... Also, like... Why are they... Like, here's the... Here, also, literally... Yeah. Okay, also, they're, like, the most important part of a human, like, male body. Why are they so it, it's the reason. It's the reason, like, we can reproduce. And, yeah. Like, which, you know, is the point of life. But, I mean, like, uh... You know, from a biological sense. Um, really? Because I thought uh, biologically, uh, the purpose of life was to spread the good word of the Holy Bible. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's like the most exposed like thing in your body. Yeah. It's just dangling there. Yeah. Like a fucking hacky sack. <laughs> hacky sack. <laughs> sack. More like hacky <laughs> testes. <laughs> um, something about that too, though, is if you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Our scrot. Yeah. Our scrot. Yeah. Our scrot, which yeah. is different than scrot. Our scrot, yeah. which is different than a scrot, would be so much better if instead of being like a weird droopy banana yeah. and two weird malformed lemons yeah. was just a adult armadillo. <laughs> and when you got an erection, instead of getting a hard dick, you would just get a, like a soft armadillo. And when it was hard, that would mean... Why? Yeah, when it was hard, it would mean it was protected. So it would curl up into a ball whenever you were worrying about it. <laughs> you know, danger. And whenever you were like, oh man, I want to put the moves on a lady, you just let your armadillo go soft. And she could like go up and like tickle its belly or something. I don't know what you do with armadillos. Probably feed it grass or something. What do they eat? Uh, I don't know, ants? It's probably anteater I'm thinking of actually. Yeah, but I mean, 
chim- Hey, you know what's weird about anteaters? Most other things eat ants. <laughs> I know, like, right? why aren't chimpanzees called anteaters? And here's the thing about that, though, right? Is did yeah, that, you, don't, you don't call panda bears fucking like um, bamboo eaters? <laughs> bamboo eaters. And, and something weird about that too is the is that it just sets eaters. You call the eaters for call. It just yeah. sets a weird precedent because <laughs> the thing is though that I don't know whether anteaters were discovered before all of the other things in the world, right? Yeah. But they must have been discovered after, because. Or before, mm-hmm. or after, because I'm I'm just trying to wonder if the first thing was like, oh man, this this I know what this is. I see it. I, it's eating ants, ant eater. And then they went around trying to name all mm. the animals. And the next thing they saw was a chimpanzee eating an ants. And they said, well, fuck, fuck. <laughs> this is gonna be terrible. Or alternatively, it could be the, the one guy who named every single thing, uh, which yeah. is, it was. Yeah, it was one guy who named every single animal. Yeah. Okay. God. Uh, yeah, God. Uh, or like, I think you just send someone else. Hey, you do it. Whatever. Anyways. Yeah. So he's like. He gets, he's like, he does all these things, he's getting to the end of it, he's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know, man, uh, 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 ants, uh, uh, eater, uh, he's just like, he just ran out of, out of like, yeah. he was like, like, I think he was running out of ideas when he got to, uh, uh, like a giraffe, or like, think about any name though, it's all just like, think about it for long enough, you go, this is just a really yeah. dumb name. Yeah, like, like, like platypus? Platypus is great. But also, look, so I'd like to imagine that animals were named by someone who was very, <laughs> like, someone with a speech impediment or, like, an ESL person. Yep. Who just went around to all the animals, asked them what their names were, and then just wrote them down on the clipboard, the way he heard them, yep. or the way he said them. So, mm-hmm. it'd be like, hey, hey, yo, what's your name? Oh, I'm Ryan. Rhino. Got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, I like that. That is what you chose as an accent because it's so vague and. See, that was like I was trying my best to make it not specific. And not specific. <laughs> Nobody can possibly be offended by this podcast. There's no way. Um. <laughs> you know, like, oh, like, what are you? Oh, I'm, I'm Bert. Oh, Bird. Write it down. Bird. <laughs> I'm actually it's uh, Giselle. Not gazelle, but, uh, you know, something like that. A whole gazelle! Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. What's weird is when they name animals after, like, as if they're the possessions of some particular person. Like a Thompson's z- zebra? Thompson's zebra? Zebra. Oh, yes, of course. How could I, how could I possibly pronounce my first word wrong, you arrogant bastard? <laughs> Have I talked about that last podcast? Yeah, I, think you I did. totally did. <laughs> You're a real genius. We get it, Craig. Yeah, I'm actually the smartest. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I am the smartest. But of, you are the but smartest I am something. The smartest something. I'm just gonna leave it a blank space in your mind that you can fill in with anything that you want. <laughs> like a uh, you know person or mm. or guy or not. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. You know, was... I miss I miss the good old days of comedy when you just you just say something and go not. That's good. Or like. Uh... I miss the 2005 days of Borat impressions. It was it was a real. Uh... Oh, very nice. Uh, that was real bad. My wife. That was re- you know I've seen Borat. Um, I think Borat is one of the is like one of the best like mockumentary style yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. But 100, percent I feel confident saying this. 100 percent of Borat fans. Are not people I want to spend any time with yeah. ever. Um, like, 
Borat is about 1% remembering that it was a pretty, like, funny and, like, uh, pretty, like, uh, social, like, lived with, like, social commentary and all yeah. that stuff. And the other 99% of my memory of Borat is your shitty co-worker trying to do a Borat impression. <laughs> yeah. Like, for real. It's good. It's nice. <laughs> it's, Borat is like having an aunt or uncle who doesn't know anything about you except that this one time you talked about liking Star Wars. Oh, so they so, only bring Star Wars things? So for Christmas that year, mm. they bring you a VHS copy of Caravan of Courage. AKA the best Star Wars the movies. The best Star Wars movie. And they're like, oh, you must you must like this. And you're like, I am at the point in my life where I am 100% okay with socks. You had to work to find this yeah. thing that I'm never going to watch. I mean, like, I'm impressed by the, uh, the amount of effort here. I'm impressed but also, by the But also, like, I remember when I was a kid, I watched an Ewok cartoon. And I'm like, that's cool. I just thought about it like a couple years after. I was like, that was a good thing. I tried to explain to anyone else and no one believed what I was talking about existed. And not until I finally got internet, uh, dial-up internet, that I finally managed to figure out that it was real. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to download this. So after like 30 hours of getting five minutes of the, clip, yeah. the movie clip, uh, I watched and I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, this is great. I'm happy. Having a good time. Yeah. The more time I spend talking to people from small towns, the more convinced I am that something like M. Night Shyamalan's The Village <laughs> is real and could happen. Because a lot of people are like, oh, that's so dumb. But like, yo, some people don't even have internet you, in Alberta. They have internet. They're just slow internet. No, some people in Alberta don't have internet. You Did you have dial-up? I had dial-up when I was a kid. Same. And then very, not very quickly, but like probably a little bit after everyone else I got Wi-Fi. Yeah, we got, it was a... It was a it was probably like longer than most, mm. like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, okay. nine. Probably two thousand like. It was definitely there was a time. There was definitely a long period before we actually got internet and Wi Fi that worked. Yeah, like uh, like the period between the invention of the internet and the time you got it in your house is how long it took you. Probably like a very long time. I don't know how long that would have been, but twenty something years. I'm just gonna guess that uh, chances are that between the invention of Wi Fi and you getting Wi Fi. Uh, there was a period of time. Like, maybe even seconds or minutes. But there probably was a period of time between Wi-Fi being invented and you actually getting Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It's like email existed, but I didn't have an email for a while. There's a, but you know, like, if you think about it, though, if, 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 you know, if we all look at our own individual perspectives, mm -hmm. it really only matters when we had it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. I don't even believe Teslas exist. Yeah. Because I've never had one. I've never even seen one. I've, I've seen one. What? Really? Yeah. When? In Calgary, there was one. I was just driving. There was one beside me on the road, and I was like, man, if you do anything, my opinion of Elon Musk is going to change. So you better you better really represent your, your income bracket. <laughs> man, if only. <laughs> you know what I like about Teslas? Yeah. Um, they're like, they're very clearly a car that you have to have two cars to viably use. Yeah. Because no one has... Because you can't just, like, charge it, like, at a gas station. Can you? Some gas stations, they have charging stations for yeah, electric vehicles. Yeah, nowhere in, like, vehicles. Canada. Like, in Alberta, I mean. Yeah, Alberta doesn't actually run in electricity anywhere. It's all gas and carbon. Yeah. So, instead of a laptop... Oh, I have a laptop, but instead of plugging it into the, like, the wall... I don't even know what it's called because we don't have them here. Plug into a big, uh, big vat of oil. Yeah, I, I plug into a vat of oil. <laughs> and charge it up. That's how it works. Right? Instead of like taking the milk out of my fridge for breakfast, I just take a big glass of oil and pour it into my Cheerios. It's good. Um, something else about Teslas is that, um, like Elon Musk is kind of a poly Peter Molly new 
of like well that's a dig it yeah totally Elon is. Musk <laughs> he's kind of the Peter Molyneux of like um you know being a tech guy I don't know what he does he's whatever he is he's the Peter Molyneux of that <laughs> and then he makes a lot of like big promises and like whenever something goes wrong he'll just quietly sweep them under the rug <laughs> you know what I mean and then or like bring up a success from a few months or years ago that's true is that well you know he didn't make a portal. Portal 3. He didn't make Fable 3, so yeah, uh, I mean, Fable I can forgive 3. him for a lot of stuff. Peter, yeah, Peter Molyneux is actually interesting. I was reading a Reddit AMA about him, or I guess not about him, it's his uh, AMA. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a freaking loser for saying that. Yeah. Uh, I quit podcasting forever. Do you think anyone <laughs> who listens would know who Peter Molyneux is? You know, that's something that I was wondering about. Is, in, is anyone who is going to be listening to this podcast not going to be aware of someone like Peter Molyneux? That's a good point. I don't like, know. what is the knowledge of anyone else about any of the stuff that we talk about compared to our knowledge about it? That's, oh, if they know way more, that they're just gonna be annoyed. Yeah, because because <laughs> we don't know anything. Yeah, you geez. know, like if you like listen to that with listen to a podcast and like, wow, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. I always really like it. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, because I get kind of annoyed sometimes. I'm like, wow, man, you could just Google this. I don't like it if they're like intentionally trying to educate or, you or yeah or if they're or if they're like 100% certain on it like yeah. oh yeah this is definitely the case you're like well that's I know for a fact that's not the but case but I like when people are really aware that they'll never do anything but they're good at like the commentary about yeah, it or something like yeah. that which is what I hope we're trying to deliver in this podcast <laughs> uh, so uh, if you just want to subscribe to our Patreon no I'm just kidding we don't have a Patreon uh, we don't have an RSS feed so I figured one of those is uh, probably more of a priority than the figure that one out <laughs> we should probably figure one of those two out and uh <laughs> Go from there. Go from there. I believe that, um, I, I don't know if I care we, about this, but I We was, can talk about the RSS feature after. So, <laughs> it's so boring, and it's just, every time I try to do solo research on it, I It's like that scene from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, <laughs> this is... Boring. Boring. Oh, I love Scott Pilgrim. Great movie. movie. Yeah. I heard, uh, nah, it's gonna get too meta. I'm not gonna talk about that. <laughs> good movie, though. Good, good, great movie. You ever see Baby Driver? No, I haven't seen Baby Driver. I refuse to see it until uh, Edgar Wright comments on Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Just out of out of principle. I feel weird about it. That he's not commenting? That he hasn't said like, anything about it. What, I mean, what's he supposed to say? Right? What is he supposed to say? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, he seems a cool guy or whatever. Like, uh, like if he was a nice guy to him, like, what? there's no, like, he's nothing, you can't, nothing bad to say about him, but he can't say anything good about him. John so, like, Bernthal said he was creepy. Just Kevin Spacey he, was creepy. When did he work with him? Baby Driver. Oh shit! Right. Yeah. I forgot he's in that movie. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's weird. I. I think it's almost worse to come out and say I knew he was creepy because it means you didn't do enough to stop them. You yeah, I mean? but like it's it's like, in with the recent events, it's like a huge thing where people like just really quiet because they didn't want to like damage the careers or whatever. Yeah, but also but, like, why does John Bernthal care about Kevin Spacey's career, especially if he no 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 no? He's talking about his career because like people oh, might not. Like, yeah, because people yeah. probably worried more about them like their own career. Yeah. Like maybe they won't have a maybe people like. Especially something like Harvey Weinstein or whatever, who has like yeah. super major influence, and Kevin Spacey is major influence on. I'm super frustrated about Weinstein because. Um, you really like the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie? It's because <laughs> oh, was that him? No, I think is he that produced Weinstein it. Company? No, no, wait, no, he didn't. Actually, that's that's a fake fact. It was the guy from Disney. Never mind. I know that he did the Inti- the Untouchables. Oh uh, wow, I like that one. Have you seen it? Uh, who's I- the Was that the football movie? No, that's that's, that's the Blind Side. It's the Blind. No, no, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of. Remember the Giants? Oh, see that. No, remember weird. the Titans? No wait. Remember the? You mean uh, facing the Giants? But probably not because facing the, the Giants is. Remember, remember, the, remember the, Titans? the Titans, maybe. With Denzel Washington. I've never seen it. Okay, well, 
Why do you think I... The only reason I would watch a football movie is because in Explosions class. in the Sky was doing the soundtrack. Okay, I watched it in class. Okay, yeah. yeah. We watched... Um, I think we watched uh, Facing the Giants in class. Which was weird because it wasn't a Christian school. What was Facing the Giants? Oh! It was one of those religious movies where... Uh, it wasn't Angels in the Outfield. Uh, <laughs> was, man, I want to watch that so bad because I feel like it's probably really meme-worthy. <laughs> you know? But... A lot of good movies that are meme-worthy. So many good movies. Like, uh, Smart House. <laughs> Did you see that? Hey, I saw a video on it. The Brutal uh, Yeah, I saw that yeah. yeah. It was funny. <laughs> it's so good. It was, it was really good. And there's so many bad movies. Did you ever watch, like, the Halloween Town movies? No, but... Oh, no. Maybe? Like, I watched them with my mom growing up. Yeah? So there was those kind of movies. I didn't have Disney Channel as a kid, uh, so instead of doing that, I just watched Star Trek Voyager uh, reruns, which I'm, always played I'm sorry to hear four, about that. <laughs> which always played at 4 a.m., uh, on city TV. Yo, that was like... Ugh, what a weird time. What a weird show to be watching. See, look, nothing's, the, the thing was that I was at a very very I'm, specific stage in my life where I was really interested in science fiction. Mm. Um, but I didn't have a lot of access to it at the time. Like, I, I read a lot of books. Mm. But in terms of television, like, there just wasn't That's a lot true. on. That's like, true. So, yeah, like, there wasn't another star. Should have been a normal person like me and watch uh, Relic Hunter. I did that too. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Zena. No, I never watched Xena, but I, I watched Rally Hunter because it was on TV. Mm-hmm. And I watched... Um, I watched, like, a bit of it recently, and I'm like, wow, this was, like, not good. Not good? But also, it was, like, it was weird because they really sexualized the main yeah. character. I don't remember that being the case. I, I have a very mixed feelings with, like, oh, they're empowered and they're female and tech, protected. Barbed wire kind of thing? Yeah, but also, like, barbed wire? Uh, she was, like, um, a stripper who was, like, a... It was actually Stan Lee made this character. Oh, it was, really? uh, it was uh It was it was Pamela Anderson in the live action movie. She was called Stripperella like originally, and then there was Barbed Wire was the movie. Uh, it wasn't good, <sighs> really bad. Stan, but it was super sexual. Was he an old man when he was doing this? I think he would have been like fifty. If you think about it, Stanley is kind of like the like Hugh Hefner for like really depraved nerd kids. Ever watched Mallrats? No, he was oh, in that's it. That's the Kevin Smith one. Yeah, he was he was in it, and he was like like fifty or forty. He looked yeah. pretty young in it. And it was really weird seeing that. Anyways, um. I just could see him being the kind of man that was definitely had a creepy period where he was like a very creepy person. Did that come before or after Clerks? After. Hmm. It was the movie after Clerks. Okay. I think it's... You know what's really depressing is I feel like we're in this age now. Um, and I don't think that like they necessarily deserve financial support or anything like that. But I no. feel like we're at a point now where a lot of really successful directors and really successful content creators in the past yeah. are unable to produce or supply something that the new generation of people really can get behind. Yeah. So they stick to doing other stuff. Like, Stanley now, when, you know, the last thing that I saw that Stanley created was, like, this, like, Stanley loot box you get every month uh, and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it just seems sad to me. Yeah, like, you know, it was, like, it's real, like Peter Mullen, you real quintessential thing about that was, do you know George Romero? Yes. He oh, made, yeah. Like, made all the zombie movies. Like, yeah. 2000s, he got, like, a, a significant budget from Universal and made a movie called Land of the Dead. Yeah. It had the guy from The Mentalist in it. Was that the Mall one? No, no. The Mall one was Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, okay. Land of the Dead was, it was like, it had the guy from The Mentalist, I don't remember his name, uh, the, the Australian dude. Oh, uh, I know who you're thinking about. Uh, what's his name? David Boreanis. Not David Boreanis. Oh. First off, he's American. So. <laughs> oh. No, anyways, yeah, and so, like, he had, like, his big money, but it, like, lost a ton of money. So, yeah. for his next movie, like, no one would give him was any funding. It was okay. Yeah. It had, uh, Simon Pegg was in it. Oh. It was like a cameo. It was like a zombie. Oh. And, uh, Nick, and was this after? It was after Sean. Okay, Dead. that makes sense. Yeah, and like him and the other guy. Oh, was the other guy? Nick Frost. 
No, it was um. Uh, we were just talking about Edgar Wright. It was Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, or no, actually, it might have been Nick Frost. It doesn't matter. That's doesn't irrelevant. Matter. But yeah, they were in it as like zombies, whatever. Okay. It was it was all right. It was pretty good. It had Dennis Hopper as the bad guy, which was really good. You know, John Leguizamo was a uh, was a dickhead in that one. Really? Yeah. Say say what you will about Dennis Hopper, but he plays a great bad guy. Oh, he's he was the best part of that movie, by the way, because he played this really rich guy. Because oh. it, it was basically just like it was called like there was all these really poor people living in the city, mm-hmm. and there was this giant tower because like. Same time after the apocalypse, yeah. so there's like this really big safe haven, and there's this all the rich people live are in this giant tower, and all the poor people live out in the streets. Very not subtle with its uh with its uh, social commentary, but like anyways, and so there's just like he's just a shitbag who's like who's like who's just the richest guy there, and he's just a total asshole. And then John was always trying to get to like yeah. be living there, and he's just like sorry man, you can't live here. You're not you don't belong here. But he still gets him to like hire some like kill people and shit like that. Yeah, and so then John was like fuck you man, and he takes this uh takes this like big tank thing and just threatens to blow up the whole building because they there's this giant tank that they yeah. have and so that was the, that's the plot of the movie that to stop him from blowing up the whole building that sounds exactly like the plot to the Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> like to a T don't oh god I forgot he was in that movie right and so is John Guzama so is John Guzama I thought that's what you were referencing by bringing him up specifically because I don't know anything else that he's been in except for Super Mario Bros which I saw on TV when I was a child but not all of it I only saw a bit of it um, and I didn't realize that it was bad or that it was Super Mario Bros. I was just kind of watching it for a bit. Was John Leguizamo... He was Mario. No, he was Luigi. John Leguizamo? Yeah, he was Luigi. Who was Mario? Um, the guy who played... Uh, the guy who played the guy from Framing Roger Rabbit. Framing Roger Rabbit. He died. Bob... O- Bob... Oh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Not yeah. Bob, not Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> no, not Saul. <laughs> oh, you mean Paul? That's a religion joke. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you listen to religion. I can't remember his name right now, but he was like he was a character yeah. actor. Um, oh, oh, character actor is Margot Martindale, right? No. Right. Uh. Uh. Um, John Leguizamo. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Oh man. Okay. So who was John Leguizamo? He was Luigi. Yeah, but who is he? What was he in? What did he do? Did he, he have any hobbies? Luigi? Besides that, I don't know. Uh, he was in a bunch of stuff. He was a. Uh, I don't know. Was he in Godzilla? <laughs> I'm gonna say no, but uh, he's in John Wick. John Wick? Yeah. Oh, was he John Wick? No, he was a uh, John Wick's like a uh, former friend. He like ran like a chop shop. Good movie, by the way. Have you ever seen it? Uh, is it as good as John Wick Two? I haven't seen John Wick Two. So Neither I don't know. have I. I haven't seen either of them. Is Keanu Reeves in John Wick One? <laughs> yes. Oh, does he play John Wick? Yes. Oh, that's why he's in John Wick Two and John Wick One. It does make sense, doesn't it? Is he still? Does he have a okay, here's my question, right? Now I'm keep in mind I know nothing about John Wick. Yeah. Very little about yep. John, John Wick. He's out for revenge against the people who killed his dog, right? Yep. In John Wick two, is it the same dog? Different dog. So two of his dogs have died. No, Does, I'm, I'm pretty sure his dog doesn't die in the second one. Because you could be setting up a sequel to like an infinite <laughs> thing where at the start he it just shows a flashback of him going to the pound and picking up a nice dog. Do, nice doggy, and then it gets shot in the opening credits, and then he goes after the thing, and it just happens oh every time. Man, like, for man, ten movies. I I want to see the second one, see if his dog dies in it. Cause I, I I would be surprised if it did, because there's no way they're gonna kill a dog again. Well, it's not the same dog. So they wouldn't be killing it again. They'd just be yeah. killing a dog again. True. Hmm. So. The more you know. The less you know. Actually. He's also played an alien. Uh, no, no. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves played an alien in... Um, the Matrix? The remake of The Day the Earth Still. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, so he plays a really good emotionless uh, alien robot. So yeah. 
Stick with what you're good at. He, he just kind of plays himself in that yeah, movie, I know, right? doesn't he? <laughs> Allegedly. No, I'm just kidding. Ken Reeves is actually super cool. Man, he's hell cool. He's like really, like really charitable and really good guy. And he, really. I, what, I saw like an AMA with him and he looked, he yeah. seemed like a super nice guy. You know the best part about him? Throw away all that other stuff about how good he is as a person. Yeah. The best part about him is he is Canadian. What, actually? For real. I'm not making this up. He was born in Montreal, and he went to the uh, the <laughs> the main the main street deli. <laughs> no, I'm just making that up, part up, but he's he's Canadian. Man. Yeah. You know what, like, about Canada? How they just, like, if they just hear anyone's Canadian, they're always like, oh, that's cool, I didn't know that. Yeah. Or they're all, they're always, or they're all really proud that someone's Canadian. It's so when cool. When it makes no difference whatsoever, but he's, it's like... Okay, here's the thing, though. He, he's, he was born in Lebanon. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, okay, that's uh, sorry. There's one you reaction found, sorry, to it. I you guess you found my uh, you found my weakness. I'm really racist to Lebanese people. <laughs> but he he went to um, Canada later. He he was in Toronto. He grew up in Toronto mostly. Okay. So he has Canadian citizenship. He doesn't. I don't know if he still has Lebanese citizenship. But he lives in LA now. Uh, so uh, basically, he's a he's, he's a, a traitor. He's a race traitor. <laughs> Man. You know, this is... I just want to put this on record. Like Mac DeMarco going on there. Yeah, I want to put this on record right now, okay? Look, here's the thing. If you if you, if you you grow up in Canada, if you have Canadian citizenship, and you go to live in LA because you want to further your, your career or make money or whatever, you are a race traitor. Uh, I don't even care. I don't even care. Look, interracial marriage, doesn't matter. It's all good. All that stuff is good. It's okay if you want to go to school with a black kid. I don't care about that. It's all good. It's fine. Very progressive. But if you, if you if you are Canadian at any point in your life and you move to Los Angeles to further your career, you are a race traitor. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, and you can quote me on saying that if you ever want to do that. But make sure you get the full quote with Keanu all the Reeves and everything. Tra- Keanu Reeves is a race traitor. Don't just uh, don't just clip that part out though. You need to get the rest of it so I don't look like an idiot. Out of context, that sounds very yeah. bad. Uh, this is not a good year to be a white supremacist. Craig, what was a good year to be a white supremacist? Uh, 1940 in Germany. That's that's true. That's but fair. not 1944 because then it's Plus bad it. to be a white supremacist. What you know? Think about it though, right? Most people in Germany, yes, probably had a white supremacist in their family at some point. I'm sure they did. That's so weird to me. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would be weird if, if like... Because here, it's like a big deal. Oh, man, my grandpa's a Nazi. Oh, man, my, my grandpa might have owned... Your grandpa's a Nazi? Oh, yeah. I, my grandpa's fine. All right? He's fine. I... He's probably fine. You fall on the ally side. Fall on the ally side. Um, but here's the thing. Okay, so here's, like, a big deal if, yep. you're, if you're relative, like own slaves or like mm-hmm. was a Nazi or whatever right like it's weird if you think about how the majority of the people in a certain area were your enemies at some point like yeah. in their in their past it makes you really want to start, start a war <laughs> start a race war Jesus God, <laughs> don't quote me on that either oh jeez <laughs> I just want to put this on record if, if anyone ever quotes me and they don't include the entire sentence that I'm saying and like the whole context of everything. Man, fuck you. Yeah, if the, if there's no stuttering in your quotation marks, I just I know it's not real. Like I know it's not a real quote. So a lot of people, like I feel like a lot of people, they exist in this ambiguous place where they can look at a quote from themselves and they're yeah. not sure if they said it or not, right? Yeah. And they they're like, oh man, did I actually say that like. Uh, peanut butter is better if it's creamy than crunchy because like that doesn't sound like me uh, but if you say like look at my quotes like they're done very particularly in a very particular way so I can always tell if I actually said something or if um, I deny saying saying something <laughs> like if I'm going through my MySpace feed through all the stuff that I said on MySpace in the early 2000s 
it's pretty easy to tell when something wasn't actually made by me and was made by my alter ego, Dark Bread. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there into the world so that everyone knows that if that's you're ever... That's canon. That's canon. <laughs> Add that to the wiki. If anyone's trying to frame me for being a racist or being a... Liking flogging Molly. That's uh, Dark Fred. That's Dark Fred. That's not me. Did you say Doug Fred or Dark Fred? Dark Fred. Okay. It's because of my speech impediment, right? So if you write it down, you have to put Doug and then with a question mark behind it. And then put Dark and then another question mark. And all that in brackets. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there into the world. And I want the world to catch it. You know? Mm -hmm. In their hands. Or in a baseball glove. You're not very particular about this. <laughs> Catch whatever you want. Yeah, you know what? I, I feel like a lot of people are too like, oh man, it's, it's like baseball. It's, football's okay. Sports are good. Doesn't matter. You can you can grab it in the Wiimote if you want. You can grab it in the... <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? Are you going to use an outdated political meme? No. Oh, I thought you were going to say grab it in the pussy. And I was going to say, wow, that's uh, real funny. I was going to start a rhyming thing, but I, I, I uh, couldn't think of something that rhymed with Wiimote. And you started with a real <laughs> shitty thing. A uh, Greedo. You can, you can rhyme it in, You can grab it in the... You can rhyme it in a rowboat. You can rhyme... <laughs> see, this, this, this... See, you know, if you think about it, Leonard Cohen is no different than us. He rhymed too, probably. Yeah, man. Is that I mean, a crime? Is that a crime to rhyme? Hashtag bars. Your yeah. move, MC Hammer. What's the time? Sublime. Uh, yeah. No. Sublime with Rome. That's a joke that nobody will get, probably. <laughs> Sublime with Rome is, uh, I don't know if you know about the band Sublime, but they're like this no. real, real bad, uh, like 90s, like, uh, edgy hard rock band. And they're well, front. That was a really deep cut joke then earlier on. But the thing is, their front man died. What? So, yeah, no, this is true. So they're touring with this guy named Rome. So now they're Sublime with Rome. Like, that's their name, Sublime mm. with Rome. I know Queen does that whenever they tour. Yeah, now they're touring with Adam Lambert. No. <laughs> he had some good song. <laughs> What's his good song? What Do You Want From Me? It's fair. That was great. When I was in art class, uh, <laughs> and everyone was like, no, you're not allowed to be gay. I would just listen to <laughs> What Do You Want From Me by Adam Lambert and realize that, yeah, no, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably, <laughs> probably best that I'm not part of this world. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just... You know, you can be gay if you want to. Okay, you can be gay if you want to. Favorite Katy Perry You can song. leave your friends behind. <laughs> you can be gay. If you want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, Katy Perry is actually pretty problematic. You can be gay if you, if want. you want to, but don't if you can. Is that? Uh, That's a Katy Perry song. Which one? It's, uh, you can be gay if you want to, but don't if you can. Be avoid it. That reminds me of that White Stripes song. You don't know what love is. You just do what you want. <laughs> Or whatever. What is that? You don't just... That's what it is, right? So what is it? You don't know what love is. Okay, You just... Do what you want. You just eat a pancake. I'm sorry, I couldn't, I, I couldn't understand because you didn't sound like you were gargling something at the same time as singing. <laughs> that's, not, that's my white stripes intention. I can't do what to! I can't do it either. It's hard. Wait, what do you, okay, you don't, it's not that important. You don't have to Google this. <laughs> you don't know what love is. Oh man, that's confusing. There's a song, it's a popular song with the Great American Songbook. Oh, you just do as you're told. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea if that's the that's a cover or not. Um, that's I, I, I can see that. I can see. I can see. Is it like a blues song? Oh, no, it's, 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 no. Dude, that's crazy. What? Check it this. 
You Don't Know What Love Is, You Just Do As You're Told is a song written and recorded by White Stripes. And it was first played live on June 29, 2007 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Oh, shit. That's crazy. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I wish uh, they would have done somewhere better, but that's cool. Yeah, I wish, uh, you know, Tegan and Sarah would be a whole lot better if they were from Edmonton instead of Calgary. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and uh, Purity Ring would be a lot better if they were from Edmonton instead of Edmonton. And uh, Mac DeMarco would be better if he wasn't a fucking race crater. <laughs> And stayed in uh <laughs> stayed in uh, If you're just tuning in now, folks, I don't wanna I don't wanna make it seem like we think um Mac is a race trader. I just wanna point also out I wanna that point out we don't uh believe in race trading. Being a race trader. Unless I, you're I have black friends. Yeah, I've do we have black friends? I do. Who's your black friend? Uh his name's John. Yeah, I have a black friend. His name's uh Barack Obama. Oh nice. Yo. I heard he's cool. I have a black friend. Yeah. His name is Santa. That's right, it's 2017. Santa can be black. Santa can be black if you want to. Jesus can be Middle Eastern. It's a world of wild and crazy place. Things change. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, uh. Just. Lots of big changing time, the rolling tide of social change. Yeah, Santa's now a black trans Santa's woman. Santa's now a black trans woman with a beard. Still, cause, yeah. Because we're not heteronormative. Mm-mm-mm. Black trans women can have beards, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you want to end this podcast, by the way? Uh, I was... I think we are just going to... See, I was just going to keep talking until we ran out of steam, and then I would just... I feel like I'm running out of steam. Yeah, I would do an ending thing, and then we'd probably cut out all the shit that wasn't good. So, just Like, an podcast. hour and a half yeah. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes. You know, I think it's it's weird, because I, I, I feel weird about this one in particular, because the last one, we had a lot of, like, stuff going on at a time. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, like... A lot of laughs. We, we laughed. This one was a lot of just talking. This one was a lot of talking. It's which, not a bad thing, but it's just a, yeah. I think that um, I'll probably put a disclaimer on it uh, that is like, uh, hey guys, if you're expecting some comedy, uh, prepare to learn instead, uh, but not really learn, just kind of listen. Yeah. So I think this one's gonna be better for like if you want to go to sleep next to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, just put should this we podcast. Should, we should just do an ASMR. Uh, yeah. So very well. Are you going to? So thank you all for joining our podcast. This has been a very fun time. This was tell it like it was. I don't want to get too close to the microphone because I'm afraid I'm gonna gonna kiss Craig if we're both too close to the microphone. Oh, come close to the microphone, baby. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you learned something new about Leonard Cohen. Yeah. I hope you learned something. I know, new. I know I did. <laughs> I hope you learned something. <laughs> I hope you learned something new about yourself. I know I did. What did you learn about yourself? Um, I learned. Uh, you know, I learned the true meaning of friendship. I learned, um, you know, sometimes you can just talk through a song and that you'll become a, a famous singer-songwriter. I learned that. Yeah. I learned that Tom Waits, I don't know if he's good or not, but I learned that he's very similar to, uh... D- uh Leonard Cohen. Uh... I think... Uh... I think... Uh, <laughs> I think... Uh, <laughs> Did you forget someone's name or is this just a bit now? I think yeah, I just I just just a bit. Oh yeah, okay. Where were you gonna take that? Uh, I was kind of hoping you would take it away from me, but oh uh... no, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't take anything from anyone. I my hands are too small. I don't have hands. They're so small I don't even have them. They just shrivel up inside myself like reverse hands. Like you know those gloves that they have in like radioactive locations, so you can just stick your hands in there and wiggle them around and touch the plutonium rod. Yeah. That's what I have in, in my body, so you can wiggle them around and touch my stomach, in like my heart and lungs uh, I just have like an inverted glove arms uh. 
great. This is really okay. Well, let's end with a. Uh, That's it. Okay. Um, let's I'll end with a joke. Let's end with a joke. Actually, you know what? Let's end with a Bob Dylan cover. How many times must I walk down before they go, man? You better get out of here. Uh, they call him Hurricane. Thanks so much for <laughs> listening, guys. The man. I've been Craig Hall. Don't think twice, it's all right. This has been Bob, J. Carl, Stad, Dylan. And we have been. Tell it like it, it was. was. Uh, you know, in Australia. All the good fans are worried about audio quality. You know, all the good fans should be more worried about air distribution. That's a good joke. <laughs>